things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, greetings, grace and peace from your boy K Dub. This is all things theology. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite false teacher. That is Marcus Rogers. But before we do that, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not. And as always, click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop new content now. <laughs> Had to speed it up for you. But you know, but really, before we get to today's video, it isn't a Kato video if I don't have a sip of my Waterloo before we get started. So, so hold on. Give me a second. Yes, um, I was watching a video, a live stream, Marcus Rogers, and this time I was I was quick to download it when it ended, because <laughs> you know how videos just deletes, disappears on Marcus Rogers' uh, channel, and he mentioned your boy in the live. Well, he was referring to me, you know, Marcus Rogers refers to his uh, critics as that guy or this guy, and this clown or this Pharisee, right? Um, let, let me say this before I really get into things because I know there are going to be people who watch. My man, uh, Ali, man, is good. A follower from France. Hey, man, would love to meet you someday. Lord willing that it happen. <laughs> I'm, uh, I saw your comment about uh, me helping you with your apologetics. Man, such a blessing and grateful to help you. You guys help me because you guys ask some tough questions and response and I have to go study and, you know, so you guys are helpful to me. It's a Romans one twelve mutual encouragement. But before I get into the video, I know there's going to be some Marcus Rogers people who will, uh, you know, come in the chat later or maybe they'll watch the replay. And um, they'll, you know, accuse me of clout chasing. Right. They'll accuse me of pride, but don't won't actually answer the critique I'm following, right? They won't actually answer, uh, you know, my biblical argumentation, right? Yeah, yeah. He should have just mentioned you. He knew you were in the comments. Yeah, Mobber for Christ was in the live as well. So <laughs> he, he may add some commentary uh, in the chat uh, when we get to that section. But, you know, I got over 17 minutes of Marcus Rogers' statement. So I, I'm prepared for a long show today. <laughs> But yes, hey, man, I always tell people, look, hey, man, you don't have to like what I do. Uh, but I, I don't like when people try to accuse me of motives that they're not, they don't know my heart, right? Um, I don't accuse people of they're in it for the money. I've never even said that about Marcus Rogers or he's clout chasing. I've never even said that about him. I stickly speak to theological issues because that's what I can prove. I don't know what's in, in people's heart unless they clearly say it, right? Um, and so, yes, that's what I stick on and say, Hey, look, I'll tell people, Hey man, if, if you don't like what I'm doing, this may not be the, the, the channel for you. And you're very, you're free to do this. If I make you feel some type of way, you're free to, Hey, not be here and follow. Hey, but th I'm not saying if you disagree, you need to leave, but Hey, Let's let's try to stay away from uh, accusations we can't prove. Hey, if you say hey, I'm wrong about a, a doctrinal position, that's fine. We, we can discuss those things. You know, I don't call everyone a Pharisee who disagrees with me, right? 
Um, <laughs> that's not how I do things, uh, unlike some people. But hey, man, we got over 50 people watching. Make sure if you're watching, like the video. You know, like this video. Support um, biblical uh, podcasts and channels. Like I said, make sure you like it. Share it if it blesses you. And always hit that notification bell. So let's get into it. What are some of the issues we're going to address? We're going to address the whole Trinity issue, right? We're saying Marcus Rogers. <laughs> yeah, we're saying Marcus Rogers continues repeating the the uh, reductionistic um, argument that we're saying people aren't safe if they don't use the word Trinity. I've gone over that before. We'll address it another time. Marcus Rogers says that, he, you know, you're not saved by faith alone. Well, he says you're saved by faith alone, and then he argues that you're saved by faith and work. So he he he, he it's like it's like he gives every position because he's gonna be right about one, right? <laughs> and then he says, you know, we're saved by bapti- baptism. It's faith and uh, repentance and baptism. We'll address Acts two thirty eight. Um, but if you guys, hey, if you guys are ready, I'm ready. And as I always tell you, hey, you know, don't just take my word for it. I want you to think about it. Think about it, right? So yeah, let's get into it. You get so many different perspectives. You've got the the group that is like super religious, right? They can break down the Greek and the Hebrew, and they know all of this Bible. So the super religious folks are characterized by those who know Greek and Hebrew. Well, I know a little Greek. I've never claimed to be an expert on it, but I know uh, I know some. I have a functional working knowledge of Greek. Like I said, I'm not an expert. Um, but I can make my way around the Greek. And so <laughs> that automatically makes me a Pharisee. Wait a second. Doesn't that make Jesus and the apostles Pharisees? Cause they knew Hebrew and Greek. I, I, I know, I know, um, that's, you know, asking too much of, uh, Marcus Rogers, <laughs> right? Um, but yes. But then they don't know God. They don't, they don't know Jesus. They don't. Um, model his character they don't show the fruits of the spirit they don't believe it by the way it's fruit of the spirit i mean okay i'm not trying to be picky but that's what it is you don't you don't it's, it's christians have all those characteristics can't have a little love a little you know anyways in dreams they don't believe in visions they don't believe in- wait a second i gotta stop them there he says, you know, these Pharisees, i.e. the people who know Greek and Hebrew, and yeah, maybe some uh, Aramaic too, right? <laughs> these people are, uh, they don't believe in dreams. They don't believe in visions. Well, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I believe in dreams, i.e. in the Bible. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't have to believe in your dreams. I believe in visions. I am not under any authority to accept your vision. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) But that's what Marcus Rogers wants to do. That's what, yes, absolutely. This dude is conquered by third wave charismaticism. He probably wouldn't even know what you're referring to. That's the sad part. But um, Marcus Rogers wants wants to place you under an authority. If you don't accept Marcus Rogers' visions and dreams, then you're a Pharisee and you're not of God. Oh, I forgot to play this. Hold on a second. <laughs> I forgot to play this because this reminds me of Marcus Rogers. Y'all ready? Check it out. If you get to heaven, write this down. You get to heaven and you don't find me there. You have gone to hell. That's not heaven. 
<laughs> right? If you've gone to heaven and you don't see me there, you've gone to hell. That's not that's not heaven, right? Uh, that reminds me of Marcus Rogers, because Marcus Rogers constantly, it's all about him, and it's you know, <laughs> you know, you would think he was right under the Messiah the way he talks sometimes. But let's get back into the video. You get so. Well, it's uh. So yeah, he's talking about hey, these guys don't believe in dreams, visions. The spirit. They don't believe in dreams. They don't believe in visions. They don't believe in tongues. They don't believe. So we don't believe in tongues. Well, I do believe in tongues. I don't believe in modern. Hold on, sorry, I'm on. I don't believe in the uh, modern uh, gibberish done today as tongues. Because in Acts 2, funny, you guys love Acts 2, but you're not consistent with Acts 2. Um, and we'll address that in a sec, uh, later in this video. Uh, it's speaking in tongues is uh, uh, literal language. Let me address this conversation. Let me address this. All this back and forth video responses getting old. Why not have a regular conversation in private? Well, Marcus Rogers doesn't want to. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, he, he came to my, my city. And I said, hey, let's go, let's go to lunch. And he had me kicked out of his church. <laughs> so, um, yes. Oh, the missus, I'll be dressing that video tomorrow. So we, we got enough to deal with today. We're, we'll leave that alone. So, yes, um, I do believe in dreams, visions, and tongues, those that are in the Bible. I don't have to believe in what you're doing, your dream, your vision, because remember, we know what you, hold on, because you're going to say it here. I'll, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. And the supernatural. I do believe in the supernatural. So notice these are all lies. These are all, you know, because you think his audience is actually going to go and verify and check? No. So anybody who rejects Marcus Rogers' teaching, they're going to say, oh, you don't believe in the supernatural. Well, but I do. Well, Marcus Rogers told me you don't. I know. Don't listen to him. He's a false teacher. You know, one thing I pray all the time. Oh, and, um, you know, because, you know, we don't believe God speaks today. Yes, I do. In his word. I don't have to submit myself to every time somebody says God told them something. Because let's be honest. Most of the time it's off. And then even when it's right, it's so vague. Like I can come up here. And, God told me you're going through something today. And that fits everybody because it's so vague. <laughs> so guess because guess what? When he got specific, even on a 50-50 shot, he he made a false prophecy that Trump was going to win. And guess what? Deleted those videos. So, yeah, I mean, we still got the proof. And, and ultimately, God knows. God knows. When I look at everything that's going on in the world, the Bible says there'll be doctrines of devils and seducing spirits and that many would fall away from the faith. I'll give you an example. There's people that teach once saved, always saved. So the doctrines of devils that he's referring to is once saved, always saved. So if you believe in eternal security, um, you believe in the doctrines of demons. Now, I'm going to do a I'm, I'm going to uh, release a video Saturday where he made a video arguing for you can lose your salvation. I'm going to address it briefly here. But if you want to see a full length video. Uh, I'm going to address that Saturday and I'll upload it and all that. Patreon subscribers, you get to see it first. Those who uh, are members on YouTube get to see it first. But the doctrines, believing God keeps his people, apparently that's a doctrine of demons. All right, well, let's hear you out. 
And the Bible clearly says that people will fall away from the faith in the last days, meaning that you had to be in it to fall away. Okay, so he's quoting Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 3, right? And it says, they'll, hold on, let me, let me quote the verse. It says, let no one deceive you in any way, for, for that day will not come unless the, he uses the King James uh, Version, which is fine. Uh, for that day will not come unless the falling away. Uh, other translations use rebellion, but the accurate term is uh, apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. So this is why this is why Marcus Rogers doesn't like Greek, though, because <laughs> that word for falling away for rebellion or apostasy is the Greek term apostasia. What does that mean? What does that mean? You've departed. Departed from what? You've de you've departed from the faith. Yes. The faith that is your professed faith, the uh, Christianity. You've left Christianity. Not that you actually put. Now, he takes that as you've left the faith that God has given you. As if, you, you know, you had faith, you had God's righteousness and you left all that. That's that's not what it's saying. Um, you know, that's not what it's saying. And so, um, hold on, let me see something. Yeah, so it is, you are leaving your profession. And like I said, I, I, I go much more in detail in the video I'm going to do Saturday. So, like I said, Patreon subscribers get to see it first. If not, hey, wait till Saturday. That's great, too. So, yeah. But we teach. Oh, and the Bible is very clear that no one can separate us. Uh, or let, let me quote uh, Roman or uh, John 10, 28. I give them eternal life. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Well, Marcus Rogers says, yes, they will. <laughs> Many people can snatch you out of God's hands. The devil, yourself, maybe your neighbor, all that, right? Romans 8, uh, 30, uh, 37 or 38. For I'm sure that neither, di neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. I love that part. Will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So nothing can separate us from what God has given us. If you fall away, if you fell away, 1 John 2, 19, you were never of us. You were a, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, you were, you were, you were, you were an imposter, right? You, you were not legit. You were not authentic, right? You were, seed sown on bad ground. So, and the logical conclusion of you can lose your salvation is, well, then it's up to me to keep it by some form of obedience. Like I said, I'm going to draw that out more Saturday. I just wanted to present it here. These doctrines, and it's just not biblical. And to me, it's so clear. It's so obvious in the scripture, but people can't see it. But then when I pray about it, I start saying, okay, why can't they see it? Because they don't want to see it. People want to believe that they can just live however they want to live. So in Marcus Rogers' mind, it's only two categories. Either you can lose your salvation, right? Or salvation is by some form of faith and works, or you can live however you want. There was a third, there's a third category. And that third category is we're saved by faith alone. And that faith alone produces uh, obedience. But Marcus Rogers doesn't allow for that. He he allows for this straw man. Well, well, if you're saying God, God loses nobody, if you're saying salvation is eternal and secure, then you can live however you want. No, that's a faulty conclusion. And it's not based on what the Bible says. 
Absolutely, James Rucker. He says, if you have to work to keep your salvation, it's a works-based salvation. There's no way around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They just believe in God, and guess what? I'm going to heaven. They have religion, and that's why we can't have unity, because people are so stuck in religion and tradition. I'm going to give you the example that I've been giving you guys for, for about a year, because this is what God told me to talk about. So God told him this. So guess what? We are now obligated because God told him, right? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Um, and let me tell you this. God didn't tell him this. <laughs> I'm just going to be flat out. God didn't tell him this. I am not obligated to live on every thought of Marcus Rogers. And neither are you. And guess what? If I come up here just saying God told me without proving it from the Bible... Don't listen to me. Reject what I'm saying if I'm not giving you thus saith the Lord. Some biblical concept, right? Anyways. Denominations, words like Trinity, oneness, that's religion. So it's religion to say Trinity or uh, modalist. <laughs> now, he has no no uh, Bible verse for that. And, and again, I've addressed this thing because he said words that aren't found in the Bible. You know, you're judging someone's salvation off a word not found in the Bible. We've constantly addressed Marcus Rogers, but he refuses to listen. He refuses to listen. No one's saying, Marcus Rogers, you're a false teacher because you don't believe in the word Trinity. Rather, the concept which is found in the Bible. Of course, Trinity is in the Bible. Of course. But the concept is. The concept is. If Marcus Rogers were consistent, he would have to reject God being omniscient. Well, we know that God knows all things, all things, right? What is Jesus? What is what is uh first John three twenty says for whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. That sounds like the concept of omniscience. But what if someone say, you know what? I don't believe in no omniscience because it ain't that word ain't found on the Bible. Or what about omnipresence? What if someone said, no, God is not omnipresent. That word ain't in the Bible. <laughs> right? But then you read the psalmist. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I free from your presence? If I send to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed as she whole, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. God is everywhere. So this is a, this is, you know, this is a playground argument. This, this, this is a, a silly, silly argument. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. Even though those words aren't found in the Bible, they're, they're categorizing a biblical concept. Whew, sorry. Because it's not in the Bible, right? Somebody took, read the Bible they looked at the Godhead and they said, I'm going to call it this. And they created this word that has nothing to do with your salvation. It has nothing to do with the Bible. It does have something to do with the Bible. It does. You know, just like omnipresence and omniscience. They're concepts of what the Bible teach. Now, if you were consistent, you would have to reject God being omnipresent and omniscient. I would. I don't think you do. But you're not very consistent on a lot of things. And we're going to show major contradictions uh, in this video. Yeah. Where is the video of him pulling a snake from the lady back again? I don't. He might have deleted it. But don't worry. I have. I, I did a video on it. So the, the video remains. <laughs> the Internet lives yet again.
And so religion, when you're a Pharisee, you run around and you say, well, if you don't believe in this word, you're not saved. Again, we're not saying that. It's the concept, not the word. <laughs> Marcus Rogers isn't a good listener. You know, for, maybe that's why you don't hear God correctly, you know, because you're not a good listener. If you're not of this denomination, you're not saved. That's not biblical. But there's people, they're so blind that they can't see that. They have these religious goggles on. The Bible says, you know what, in the end, they'll cast you out the synagogue and think that they're doing God a favor. This is what the Bible says. It says that they, they will persecute you and think that they are doing God a favor. That they Well, Marcus Rogers, you're not being persecuted. You're teaching false doctrine. No one's persecuting you. I've never, I've never said, "Hey, uh, kick Marcus Rogers out of the church, grab him out of his church, drag him out, kick, him, kill him." No one's saying that. What we are saying is, you need to repent for your false doctrine. I, Marcus Rogers, I'm the one who was willing to have a conversation with you when you came to my city. I said, "Hey, look, I'll, I'll pay for your lunch." You know, because he, he's, he's going to later characterize, oh, these guys hate me. They, 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 you know, they, they always want to, they're obsessed with me, but they hate me too. No, Marcus Rogers, I care for your soul. I've prayed for you. I, when you came to my city, I offered to pay for your lunch. I mean, but I know, I know, I know. you get to tell people about my heart <laughs> and, and that makes me a Pharisee working on behalf of God, but you're not working on behalf of God. You're working on behalf of religion. Religion. Yes. DeAndre has a, he spends more time defending himself than the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah. Is he persecuting Mike Todd, Justin Bieber? Cause here, here's the thing. I'll do a video critiquing Marcus Rogers theology and Marcus Rogers will Critique Mike Todd, Justin Bieber, and he'll be right on those things. Right? He'll be right oftentimes. You know, Mike Todd spitting in the face. Marcus Rogers did a review. Okay, cool. I'm I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> but he's able to uh, you know, do videos on particular people. He's able to do a particular people uh video on uh <laughs> I'm laughing at a comment, sorry. <laughs> Sixteen eighteen nine Baptist funny. Um you know, he's able to do a, a comment, a video on people and, hey, that's of God, right? That's of God. Matter of fact, but when, or when you do something on someone's video uh, or, or a video critique on him, you're doing it for clout. Even though he, he admitted the reason why he does videos on these popular people is because he gets more views. <laughs> I don't do it for that reason. You know why I do it? Because I would love to see Marcus Rogers repent. I would love to see people in his organization, because I don't want to call it a church. I would love to see them repent. But yeah, 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 He'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trisha Perry, you're right. Told <laughs> you to judge somebody's salvation based off of words that are not in the Bible. When the only requirement to be saved in the Bible is to be born again. But it's like people. Now, he's going to contradict him or he adds a lot of meaning into the word born again. Now, born again is generally un been understood as, um, you know, regeneration. Uh, you know, being born from above. But he adds into born again, speaking in tongues and water baptism. <laughs> 
So he has a lot of, that's what false teachers would do. So, so again, Marcus Rogers thinks just because he quotes a verse, he's proven his point. We'll expand that concept later, but I just want to make it known right now. Because of their pride, they can't let it go. I know my denomination, my religion, my tradition, I can't let it go. We got to dress like this. We got to look like this. We got to talk like this. And, and my interpretation of the Bible, and people will read the Bible, and they'll come up with their own interpretations that are based on their feelings, religion, and tradition. That's literally you. That's literally you. Marcus Rogers will find a verse, and I'm going to I'm going to demonstrate this tomorrow when I do his old. <laughs> he makes up a word, anyways. We'll, we'll we'll get to that tomorrow. This is Marcus Rogers' mo modus operandi, right? He will find a verse and connect it to whatever his experience is saying. And then they kill a real move of God. Well, you know what? You don't wear a skirt, so there's no way you're you're saved. Yes, Marcus, you can't, uh, Senior Conrad says, you can't judge people's salvation, only he can judge people's salvation. That's right. You can't judge people's salvation for them believing in a different God. But if you reject Marcus Rogers, as according to what Marcus Rogers has said, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Wow. You know what? I know you have the Spirit of God, but you're a woman, so there's no way, you can't, you can't tell me anything that would help me. I think that's him shouting out women pastors, but I'm not sure. So I won't accuse him. Although I'm sure he's okay with it. Now, theology is important. But the, pro for example, you know, theology is important because there's some crazy stuff out. You got Jehovah's Witnesses. You've got, but here's the issue that I have. Hold on, wait, Marcus Rogers. But according to you, the only thing people need to do is profess that they're born again. So crazy theologies. I mean, I guess, but Mormons are still saved according to you, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, people try to take theology that is not a heaven or hell issue and they try to make it a heaven or hell issue when it's really just a pride issue. So us caring about the doctrine of God, ah, doctrine of God, that ain't no heaven or hell issue. I mean, the most important subject in the Bible is God himself. But ah, I, I mean, that, I mean, we can debate it, but um, that's not a heaven or hell issue. It's just a pride issue. Can you see the backwardness of this stuff? <laughs> Marcus 316 believe in Jesus but also in me that's absolutely right because if, if you do not if you say Marcus Rogers is a false teacher he says you do not have the Holy Spirit this has been every cult leader has said similar things because I'm right and you're wrong and if you don't agree with me well then you're going to hell I give you another example and then I'm going to move on you guys know I preach literally the same thing that Peter preached. Repent, be baptized, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. We're going to actually, so he's quoting Acts 2.38. By the end of this video, we're going to actually address um, Acts 2.38. We're going to break it down. We're going to go to the Greek. I know, Marcus Rogers, I'm a Pharisee for going to the Greek, but that's what it was originally written in. <laughs> uh, and we're going to demonstrate, we're going to uh, provide a biblical basis that the verse is not teaching that if you repent and then get water baptized, then you'll be saved. That's not what the verse is teaching. I'm going to, I'm going to show that. And then I'm going to show how that interpretation is actually not consistent with other verses in the Bible. Stick around. John chapter three, Jesus says you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Nor is being born of the water talking about 
water baptism as well. It's a allusion to Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, where it talks about God sprinkling us with clean water, with water and making us clean. It's a reference to regeneration, Marcus Rogers. But I know, challenging you, I know, don't have the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, Acts 10, I've given all these examples, right? So I'm not telling people, hey, go pray with crystals, go do anything weird. What I Yeah, most false teachers don't. You know what makes false teachers so dangerous? I was thinking about this uh, yesterday with my wife. What makes false teachers dangerous? They don't come around red flags. I'm a false teacher, right? I got that from Justin Peters, right? They don't come around, hey, I will send your soul to hell if you listen to me and follow me, right? <laughs> no, they don't. What does the Bible say? They come in crafty, secretly, deceptive, like an angel of light. That's how they come around. So guess what? False teachers oftentimes say a lot of true things. A lot of true things. Man, you know, that's, you know, sometimes in the comments, they'll be like, Marcus Rogers said this. How can he be a false pro pro prophet? It's not the truth that makes you the false prophet. It's the lies. <laughs> you have to be, you you as a Christian, hear, hear me out. You have to be able to, discern truth hold on let me say let me say this differently it's not only you able being discerned truth from lies but truth from almost truth because that's that's the hard part that's the deceptiveness right and, and guess what we, all of us at one point believed in a almost truth right we haven't always been christian we had some <laughs> biblical beliefs right but that's true discernment Almost truth is very dangerous, right? Um, you know, the world oftentimes knows lot truth from lies, but truth from almost truth. You got to be able to discern that. I preach is actually biblical. I baptize people. I tell them they can be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And people get mad. And No, 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 Marcus Rogers. That's not why we get mad. It said it's because you add that to the gospel. You say it's necessary for justification. You say it's necessary one gets baptized and speak in tongues and believe you're, you know, a, uh, a true teacher to be saved. People get upset and people attack like I'm telling them to do something that's not biblical. And we have division because what? It makes no sense. Religion, tradition, pride. That's why there are so many religions, but there's only one God. Many people, they know God from an intellectual level, but not on a spiritual level. There's a lot of guys that I see on YouTube, man, they can talk that Bible. They, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> so if, if that's what you're saying, they could talk that Bible, they know it, they could break it down, then shouldn't you, uh, shouldn't you believe what I'm saying then? Let me address this comment. Pastor Marcus calls out the evil and the happening in the world that people are scared to. See, this is what I'm talking about. He'll say a lot of true things, so this is why we should, you know, not, not call him a false teacher. Instead of criticizing him, why not go win souls like he is? First of all, winning souls is something God does. I've No one has ever won a soul. It's God's job. We just preach the message to where he wins the soul. Secondly, I do go out and preach the gospel on the streets. So you're not talking about me. Maybe you're talking about yourself since you're in the YouTube comments, but 
I'll let I'll let you can break that Bible down, but they don't know God on a spiritual level. So it's here's what's so crazy. Now, this might be the craziest controversial thing that I'm going to say in the video. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Right. You said a lot of crazy controversial stuff. You know the Bible and you say you believe that there was a great flood. Now, now, now I want you guys to listen to this. Listen to this argument. Listen to this argument. This chat is full of re religious gossip. Well, hey, here, this one's for you. If I make you feel some type of way. I mean, why are you here then? You're adding to the religious gossip. Apparently being concerned about uh, doctrine and truth and lies is religious gossip. Okay, fine. Anyways, listen to what he says here. But they don't know God on a spiritual level. So it's here's what's so crazy. Now, this might be the craziest controversial thing that I'm going to say in the video. You know the Bible and you say you believe that there was a great flood and the whole earth was flooded and you believe that the Red Sea parted. Right. So so you believe that the whole earth is flooded, but you don't believe in healing. Um, I do believe in healing. I do believe in healing. I just don't believe in these healing deliverance ministries. God can heal whoever he wants. But you guys teach it is God's will for everyone to heal, be healed. I mean, guys, there are numerous people throughout the <laughs> thousands of years of Christianity that proves that's not true. The apostles many determined that's not true. I, I need a uh, I need a remix of the uh, what's the uh, show with the baby daddy and the the the, the, the test has determined that's not true. That's what I need. You know, yeah, history tells you that's not true. So, strike one on Marcus Rogers. I do believe healing. I've I, I've seen God heal miraculously. You know what? I've seen God heal miraculously to cause a dead man to come alive. That's a great healing. I'll sing y'all that song, by the way. <laughs> Someone said, play it again. Y'all ready? I'll play it again. If I make you feel some type of way. Don't be in my comments writing no essays. Hey, if this, hey. I've never told someone, hey, they must subscribe or they're the devil. I'm not Marcus Rogers. I won't spiritually abuse you. <laughs> you know, hey, you're free to leave. I, my pastor said something I thought was great. Hey, man, the front door is actually harder to get in than the back door. You know, you're free to leave. It, it, it may be harder to come in. <laughs> you know, because yeah, anyways. <laughs> you believe that the Red Sea parted, but you don't believe in tongues. I don't believe in modern uh, kundalini type of tongues. So, yes. You believe that a snake talked to Eve in the garden, but you don't believe in prophecy. I do believe in prophecy. Uh... <laughs> don't be in my comments writing the list. You ever see someone just leave a long comment? You're like, I don't even have the energy to read this. Anyways, <laughs> I do believe in prophecy. I don't believe in every person that says... God told me, you you want to know the most sure fire prophecy I've ever heard? That's what's found in the Bible. 
See, because there are two definitions of prophecy. There's foretelling and foretelling. Foretelling, you guess what? When every every anytime you preach God's word, you are doing biblical prophecy. That's foretelling. You are telling, you are foretelling what God has already said. Now, many people have a half uh, version of prophecy where prophecy is only future telling. Anyways. Anyways. But I do believe in prophecy. Just, this is, anyways. I just don't believe, I, I definitely don't believe in any anything pro prophetic about what you're saying. You believe all the things that Elijah and Elisha did, but you don't believe in dreams and visions today. You believe. Yeah, I do not believe every time someone ha had a dream. You you know how many crazy dreams people have told me they've had. <laughs> um, I I am not subject to 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 affirm that. You you someone told me. Someone told me when I was when I was a kid. This was before I was even a uh, uh, a Christian. I was like middle school age. Someone told me I was going to be a uh, uh, computer engineer. <laughs> I laugh at them <laughs> now. Uh, I am not a computer engineer. I was told I was going to be a doctor. All these, you, 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 I always think it's funny how people only pro prophesy, uh, you know, um, things you want. No one ever prophesies, hey, you're about to die tomorrow. Get right with God, right? That's like very rare. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I just think that's funny. But um, someone wants past the praise of the Lord. <laughs> He's on a revival uh, missionary mission. So he told me uh, it might be a while before he can come on. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I believe in dreams and visions, I, especially those found in the Bible. See, what Marcus Rogers is ultimately arguing is God's word is not sufficient. You need something else found outside of it. God must be doing. Um, God must be working in the same way, right, that he was in the Bible. I mean, with this argument, someone could say, you believe God wrote scripture uh, then, but he ain't writing scripture now? See, you don't really believe in the power of God. You see how easy it is? But that would be absurd. God does not have to always work the same way he has in the past. Daniel was in a lion's den and Jonah was in a well, but you don't believe that God is speaking to people right now. You get mad when people say, oh, you know, God spoke to me. God gave me a dream. God gave me a Oh, let me get some shout outs in the chat, by the way. People you need to follow. I, I tell people, look, man, it, it ain't all me. Um, and this is why you should be supporting good uh, Christian content. Shout out to my man. Um, where'd he go? G22 Ministries. 220 Ministry. 220 Ministries. Uh, Follow that brother. Does good content. Dear Woke Christian does got good content. Sister April Chapman does good content. Give some shout outs in here, man. And you guys know there's people like that on YouTube. But these are the same people that are preaching from a Bible where Daniel was in the lion's den and Jonah was in the belly of the well. So they say they believe that, but you don't believe that God is speaking to people now. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me. Let me I do believe God is speaking to people. When I read, when they read their Bible, <laughs> so Marcus Rogers said ultimately what he's arguing is he's speaking outside of his word, right? Right. God has to be speaking outside of His word. See this. This is how all cults get started. They believe that God is speaking the same manner. The canon is closed. 
The cannon is closed. You believe Jesus turned water into wine, but you don't believe that God can turn some sinners into saints. That's what? I hold on, wait, hold on. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I, I do believe that. I hey, I I am reformed. I definitely believe God takes sinners to saints. He changes sinners to saints. So now he's just kind of he just throwing everything he can think of at this point. Crazy to me. There's people who actually believe. Yes, Jesus turned water into wine. They say they believe that with their mouth. Yes, I believe that Daniel was in the lion. Yes, I believe there was a snake. But I don't believe that God could save that person. Why are you talking about that celebrity? Because they have a soul. Why are you talking about that celebrity? I don't believe God can save them. Oh, oh, they're divorced. So, you know, they're just going to hell. It's over for them. But yes, I believe Jesus turned water. Man, it is throwing the whole kitchen sink. Sometimes I just want to ask Marcus Rogers, like, Wait a minute. Who are you? Like, bro, what are you talking about, man? Like, come on, man. Yes, I believe there was a flood that covered the whole earth. God did all these amazing and great things. But that guy, he's too messed up. He's too jacked up. God can't save him. Don't waste your time. Stop. stop. It's crazy to me. People get mad about mad when I talk about baptism and stuff like that. The Bible says what? It's uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing the word of God. So my faith isn't just, oh, I believe in God. See, that's... Okay, now this is where some issues come up. He states, faith isn't just believing in God. Well, it depends what you mean by just believing. If if Mark, Because what Marcus Rogers is saying, <laughs> Marcus Rogers is just saying, well, this dead faith. Well, yes, faith isn't this dead trust. But faith is believing in God. That's actually what it means. Now, um, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm loading up the tape deck. I'm loading up the tape deck. I got to do that again. Y'all want to hear that again? <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? Yeah, who are you, man? Like, but um, yes, Lauren says it best. He is building a character. Absolutely. Now, this word may sound funny in the Greek. Oh, yes, Mabu for Christ. Yeah, he equates faith with casual belief. Yes, and that's why he actually has a faith plus works gospel. Again, this word may sound funny in the Greek, but the word for faith is pistis, which literally means faith, belief, trust, confidence. Marcus Rogers denies that. That's, that's what faith means. Now, faith produces something, obedience but faith the obedience is not faith faith is 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 the is the intrinsic trust that a person has i mean yeah faith does produce something though but he, he confuses and conflates the two the problem when we identify what faith is we think faith is just believing like whatever i want to believe right well no no that's not what it is yet yeah, marcus rogers always moves the goalposts like I said, he won't actually allow for the true biblical definition. No, faith coming by hearing the word of God. This is why faith without works is dead. Because when I read the Bible, it... So here's what Marcus Rogers is arguing. Uh, yeah, because he'll... Matter of fact, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll play it. It tells me what to believe. It tells me what my faith system should be. So when the Bible says, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, faith says, okay, let me go ahead and get dipped in this water.
because this is what the Bible says. So that is true faith. True faith is birthed from the word of God. It's not just saying, oh, I believe in God. So when the Bible says, you know what, we're saved by faith alone. Yes, we are, but faith based off what? So so notice, he he, he just argued for a works-based system. Then he, then he goes back and say, well, okay, we are saved by faith alone, but watch how he redefines faith alone. So you got to be able to pick up on this stuff. Yes, we're saved by faith alone, but what's the redefinition of faith alone? The word of God. So faith without works is dead. Faith without doing what the Bible says is dead. He that knoweth to do right and don't and doesn't do it, that's a sin. And if you know to do right and you don't do it, that's rebellion. And rebellion is his witchcraft, the Bible says. So here's what he's arguing, because he goes to, goes to James 2. Yes, you're saved by faith alone, but all the obedience you do are from your faith, those are the things that add or contribute to your salvation as well. Like your baptism, like speaking in tongues, even though that's not a command from God. <laughs> Nowhere in the Bible does it ever command you to speak in tongues. Let's just say that from the jump. Even if you do believe um, in the modern gibberish today, the Bible never commands you to. But let's go ahead. How do people not see that? Because it's not the Bible, not biblical teaching. We'll 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 uh, lay that out too. Because like I said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna address this Acts two thirty eight issue. I had this guy the other day. Oh, so here is the part where he starts to address me. Right, I have this guy. The guy he's referring to is me. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's uh, play this and, and um, Mobbin for Christ can verify this that I'm the guy. I'm the guy because we we went back on a, a Facebook thread that I actually did a video about. Uh, yeah, we did a video. Oh, sorry, we we had an interaction on Facebook, and I, like I said, I did a video about that. And um, so I guess right here he's addressing this. I'm I'm the guy, some guy, right? <laughs> that's fine. He that knoweth to do right and don't and doesn't do it, that's a sin. And if you know to do right and you don't do it, that's rebellion. And rebellion is his witchcraft, the Bible says. How do people not see that? I had this guy the other day, and he's probably watching. It's so weird. Like, these people hate me, but they're obsessed. They watch everything that I do. Well, first of all, I don't watch everything you do. Uh, honestly, most times how I see your video... People send them to me. <laughs> so I didn't know you were alive, but hey, I was like, hey, I dropped, I saw someone send it to me, and they're like, hey, he's live. And so I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And so no one's obsessed with you, Marcus Rogers. And he's going to accuse people of watching his videos for the purpose of critique. He's, he's going to say they're idolatry. We're, we're idolatrous because we don't want Marcus Rogers, I guess, to preach false doctrine. Check it out. I think that I say they screenshot, screen record. Uh, he's like, yeah. You know what? You know why people have to? Because you constantly delete stuff and you change you change your mind or you change your video up and you know you deleted your Trump false prophecy videos. And you don't want to debate me. You don't want to challenge me. I said, look, man. And I I never said that. I never said that once. I I requested to. I was like, hey, man, I think it'd be a good idea if we had a debate or interaction. I I, I never told him <laughs> you're scared of me. Uh, I don't do all the uh, antics when it comes to conversations like that, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. 
for 10, 10 years, I've done debates with people. And every single time we have the same debates about the same topics, nobody has ever said anything like they, they don't. I'll give them certain scriptures. I'll give you an example. Mark 16. I uh, gave that to the man of God and he says, well, technically, you know, that that's not even supposed to be in the Bible. These signs shall follow them that believe. Now, I think he's actually referring to Alan Parr here because I, I don't recall us ever having a conversation about uh, Mark 16, but maybe we did. I don't know. Maybe we did, but I still would. <laughs> right, Caleb, thou art the man. Yeah, that's right. Because I would give the same response to Mark 16. There's a later half of Mark 16, which many uh, scholars do not believe is actually uh, from from verse 9 to 20. It's actually early. It's not early. It's not, not found in any early manuscripts. And that's led scholars to believe. Uh, and that's my position that it is not actually... Um, written by Mark. But nevertheless, I'll, I'll let him finish point. Not some that believe, them that believe in my name, they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues. So I gave him that verse and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, okay, you know, what is his debate going to be? How, how do you argue the scripture? Oh yeah, that's right. See, you're correct. Remember, he was like, I won't do a debate, which is actually biblical, right? Uh, the, the apostles would actually go into the synagogues to debate the Jews. He said, I won't do a debate, but I'll do a preach-off. And whoever the audience thinks it wins, that has to be the winner. <laughs> Talk about things that aren't found in the Bible. Uh, but, yes. Because it's so plain and simple. It's so obvious. So your, your young man will dream dreams and have visions. Joel chapter 2. I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I'm like, how are you going to argue this? He said, well, you know, technically that, that verse isn't really supposed to be in the Bible. What am I going to do with that? Why? Yes. Uh, and guess what? You wouldn't actually want to be consistent with this verse because the verse also says they'll drink any deadly poison. It won't hurt them. They'll pick up serpents with their hands. Now, <laughs> if you guys remember Marcus Rogers interpretation of that, he, he says it's not literal. <laughs> so the speaking in tongues, being baptized is literal. But the uh, the signs that accompany them. Well, again, that doesn't make sense because the casting out demons they believe is literal and the speaking in tongues is literal. But the serpents in the hands and drinking the deadly poison and them not being hurt is not literal. So it, it, a, a jumbled up confusion, If even if you wanted to go with Mark 16. Because guess what? You ain't drinking no poison, my man. You're not going to drink no poison. Guess what? You're not going to be here to tell the story. I'm not going to debate why I'm going to argue. When we see the evidence that anybody who believes, I see the fruit of it. They can walk in these things. You're not doing that though. So that's the thing. You're not you're you have raised nobody from the dead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, he's referring to the uh Alan He's I, I don't know if he's he's mixing two stories up. He's mixing my my interaction with him with Alan Parr. <laughs> so and and so it's like why am I going to argue? If you don't want it, you don't want it. If you don't believe, then you're not going to receive. If you don't believe you need it, you're not going to receive it because you don't believe that you need it. And it bothers me. I told the brother, I said, look, man. Now he's referring back to me. He's referring back to me now. Finally gets back on me. You guys always do the same thing. Ooh, he's like, it's like they have, they have to convince themselves of this lie. Ooh, he's scared to debate me. I've had these debates for 10 years. Nothing has ever changed because. Well, you haven't debated. I, well, let me say this. I've never said he's scared. I've never said that. Now, now, see, this is what I'm talking about.
I think you have a crush on him or something, dude. He's a man of God. Watch the Lord will convict you. Just wait and watch. Well, let me say this. Priscilla has been commenting on my, vi left multiple co comments on my videos, but I have the crush. Anyways, why is it if I critique someone, y'all want to make homosexual references? I'm married, happily married. Y'all need to quit with the childish stuff. Seriously, grow up. You guys are immature. You guys are Marcus Rogers clones. You only repeat what he says. Use your own mind. I'm critiquing his doctrine. I am not attracted physically to Marcus Rogers. So stop with the childishness. Stop with it. He's not a man of God because he lies. On God's behalf. He said that Trump would win? That's a lie. He repeatedly tells things that are not in the Bible. He asks for the gospel. The Lord will convict me of what? Nothing referring to Marcus Rogers as far as his theology. He's a heretic. So stop that. When I give the Bible, they, they, they just ignore it. They dance around it. They, they just, well, what about this scripture? The Bible cannot contradict this. So if there's a contradiction between two scriptures, it's your interpretation. Then they get mad. They say, oh, you got an answer for everything. Yes. The now he's right about that. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. But he he's literally will contradict those other verses. And guess what? The verses he brings up, I can address. Bible says they have an answer for every man. I can explain what I believe with the Bible. Everything that I do in my church, everything that I post, I have Bible to back it up, whether you want to believe that or not. You have Bible verse for the uh, false prophecy of Trump you made? Technically, he does. Technically, he does. <laughs> it's just don't listen to false prophets. That's the verse he asked. But, yeah. But guess what? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Brother Marcus is going to have to stand before God and give an account. Somebody said, I saw a comment. They said, what about the videos you deleted? I just so this is actually my comment that, that in the, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, addressing to Marcus Rogers. By the way, we got 131 watching, 61 likes. Get the likes up, y'all. Make sure to like the video. So I asked Marcus Rogers, why do you delete the videos? And, I, and the point I'm making is, you say God told you to, to make a video, right? For the edification of his people, right? Then you turn around and say, well, God now tells you to delete the video. To me, that doesn't make any sense. But let's hear his, his explanation. I see videos all the time. It has nothing to do with anything. Sometimes I believe that God, uh, he gives me a video and it's just for a moment. I might delete this video afterwards. Whoever saw it needed to see it. And for whatever reason, God will tell me to take it down. But as you guys see, you know, through the years, if you really watch, my perspective has that um, I don't back down on anything that I said. I've gone on people's platforms and said the same things. Here's a perfect example. God tells you to post the video and then delete it. In his mind, he just can't believe that. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's a religious, like, and he, there's no way in the world God would tell you to do that. that yes, because that means God changed his mind. And we know God does not change his mind. Right? So he, 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 <laughs> yes, June only comes, uh, comes in. See, you, you want to know the crazy thing about the, the Marcus Rogers followers? Like, I, I, I critique other people, and I'll get a few comments kind of like that. Oh, you're just crushing, or you're only doing it for, for, for clout. But, man, I will get a flood of comments when it comes to Marcus Rogers' people um, when I address his, his bad doctrine. I mean, 
They won't address any point I made. They'll just come, oh, you're, you're doing it for likes. You're doing it for, for clout. You know, so <laughs> I think I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. Same, like, there's no way in the world God is telling David to go fight Goliath. There's no way in the world. Oh, okay. What has he said that makes him a false prophet in your eyes? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Now, this is a great question. This is one we can deal with intellectually and honestly, rather than, oh, you're just attracted to Marcus Rogers. Uh, okay, we can deal with this question. Here's what he says that is false. That is so bad. The, he has stated, well, he's given false prophecy. And the Bible's clear what we do with false prophets. We don't listen to them. Two, Marcus Rogers adds to the gospel. Marcus Rogers states that in order to be saved, there's three things or two things specifically you got to do. And another one as well. But specifically, you must speak in tongues and you must be baptized to be saved. And you must affirm him as a true prophet if you have the Holy Spirit. Anyways, um, I think Trump actually won the prophecy presidency, but it was stolen from him. Well, wouldn't God know that? Marcus Rogers didn't prophesy that. <laughs> So even even then the 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 it, it doesn't work. But yeah, hold on. Let, let me see what he has to say. Fight Goliath. There's no way in the world God would tell Peter to step off the boat. There's now, th that that has nothing to do with you deleting your videos. Nothing. No way in the world that God would tell Gideon to go down there with three hundred men. And, and like people like him, they can't even see it. They can't even see it. They're so blind. They don't even know that they're a Pharisee. So I'm a Pharisee for, for, for saying God wouldn't change his mind. Marcus Rogers can't even see that. <laughs> Makes no sense biblically. Oh, yeah, and he's a modalist. He denies the Trinity. I wonder if Marcus is an open theist. I, I don't think so. But you know what? It wouldn't shock me at this point. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. The thing about Trump president, we all know that he won the last election. Well... He's not in the office. Also, if Trump wins in 2024, y'all owe Marcus an apology. No, we don't, because he said he would win in 2020. <laughs> you don't get to you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Say like he's gonna win this election. God told him he was gonna win president for this election. I, I wanna apologize. That's why he deleted the videos. <laughs> if it really was supposed to be about 2024, why did he delete the video? Come on now. Come on. It's so crazy. I, 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 I've, I've deleted posts. I've deleted videos, you know, because I just felt led to do it. So anyways, let's see. Well, first of all, the term you're looking for is modalist, not moralist. He denounced that title. He doesn't denounce modalist. He just doesn't want to be called by that title. He's a modalist. He just doesn't like being, he doesn't want any label or title. <laughs> but he's not a Trinitarian. Right. Oh man, you guys, the comments are coming fast. Yeah, now I tell you guys all that. You, you don't think that's demonic? Somebody just commented. They said there are literally grown men in these comments obsessed with this man, feminine much. It's true. Like there's people that wake up just like Jezebel was with Elijah, and they are consumed with me. Like every day they get and 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 here's the thing: they think they're Christian. It's demonic. Their obsession is demonic. Mar Marcus Rogers be feeling himself too much. You know, you watch a video for the purpose of critique. Oh, you're demonic. You're you're just like Jezebel. You're infatuated with him. 
You're, you're a feminine spirit. See, you know, that's 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 an ad hominem. You know, you're not actually addressing the point or the issue people are saying. How come I'm the 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 idolatrous one or infatuated one? Well, hold on. Marcus straight up claimed Jesus was God. Okay, modalism does too. So you don't know what modalism is, apparently. But um, this is this is all to to distract you from the real issue. See these people in here? They're just they're just they're they're uh, you know infatuated with me. They got a demonic spirit. You're not actually addressing the issue, Marcus. So you know how easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian says, says, are people who agree with him obsessed? Because they watch way more content of Marcus Rogers than I do. I can tell you that. I don't watch every video of his. Like I said, I usually address Marcus Rogers when someone sends me a video. I don't watch every video of his. I don't have that much time <laughs> to listen to uh, heresy. Satan is an accuser of the brother. They get on here every day. And well, you're not a brother. So, yeah. God says not to get into fruitless debates. Yet yeah, you've been in here arguing the whole time. Anyways, and y'all mad that Marcus won't respond. Now I understand why he keeps winning. Uh, I'm not mad he don't res won't respond. I'm, I'm very calm. I go to sleep <laughs> around 8.39 p.m. Because I got to wake up early <laughs> uh, most nights. And uh, I'm all right. But I'm addressing the, the issue at hand. What do you mean he doesn't believe in the Trinity? He rejects. I mean, I don't, I don't know how other ways I can phrase it. He rejects the doctrine of the Trinity. He doesn't believe in the Trinity. Every video they're commenting, they're it's demonic, and they can't see it. It's sad. Somebody, yeah, I like this comment <laughs> by Chelsea. You gay if you disagree, Marcus Rogers, right? <laughs> right? Isn't that so childish? Like, you you know how easy it would be, dude, as well with the people in the comments. Like, look at these guys, man. Every video I make, they're in here. Y'all are obsessed with me. But that's childish. I'll actually have a conversation with you. You know, if you're rational and, you know, we can converse. We, If you have a doctrinal disagreement, we can talk about that. I don't, I don't do the whole, oh, yeah, and he thinks Jesus was created in John 1. Yes. So, yeah. But if I don't speak in tongues, will I still make it to heaven? Okay, so someone asked him this question. If they don't speak in tongues, will they still make it to heaven? Now, in previous videos I've done, I played videos of Marcus Rogers saying that in order to be saved, in order to go to heaven, you have to speak in tongues and to be baptized. Here's, be careful of someone who will not stand on their theological convictions, right? Someone's someone's asking the question, Marcus Rogers, if I don't speak in tongues, will I go to heaven? Now, Marcus Rogers has said in past videos, in order to be saved, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be baptized and. um, What do you call speaking tongues? Now, someone's asking him, if I don't do that, will I be saved? Watch what he says. And this is what I would tell you by this. I, I don't I'll never tell people they're going to hell or anything like that. Why wouldn't you want? So <laughs> he just. He just completely, he, he won't even stand on his false doctrine. He's always making statements that contradict himself. He said, well, no, well, I won't say you're going to hell. I won't never tell someone that. But notice his argument. He, and now he's going to actually change what the question is.
speaking tongues, when the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. When the Bible says the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. When the Bible says in Jude one twenty to uh, build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. When Paul says, and that's not what that verse means, but we'll let him go. I pray in an unknown tongue unto God, right? Why wouldn't you, if you can, if you can have it, why wouldn't you want to do so? Right. That's what I tell people. So my perspective, the way I try to come at people is, look, it's in the Bible that you can have it. I can show you scripture after scripture. You look at Acts 2, you look at Acts 8, you look at Acts 10, you look at Acts 19. Every single place, those people, when they got baptized and. Uh... So notice he changes the questions. Well, if it's in the Bible. Then you should speak in tongues. Well, that, that's not what the person asks. Joseph Joseph Jackson, what's up, my man? He says, I literally, I would literally pay to have you two have a conversation. Conversation. Marcus Rogers followers, tell him I will pay for his flight. We care for him. Hey, you hear that, everyone? I know, I know for certain. Matter of fact, I would come out of my own dime, but I know I have people have told me they will offer the venue, they will offer, uh, the, you know, they would pay for the flights. People would, all this would be taken care of. Marcus Rogers said, oh, I've done debates for 10 years. Bro, the only debate you've done really in the last 10 years with, with Stephen what, Banquets. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And he, he gave it to you. You you have not have de had debates, all these debates with people. So, yeah. Each two, they spoke in tongues. So, you know, if you don't want it, if you want to be religious, you want to argue, you want to fight, Okay, you don't have to have it. So I won't tell you you're, you're going to hell for not speaking in tongues. But, you know, if you don't speak in tongues, you're just a religious Pharisee. I mean, <laughs> it's just funny, man. Why not? Because it's going to help you. It benefits you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody, a uh, prophet. Uh, there's a reason why Marcus keeps winning. I, well, if, if um, false teaching is winning, then sure. We're just redefining words, sure. Keith Lawrence, he said, let's have a debate how God forgives sin. I mean, that's not really a debate, my brother. Like, you repent. Peter says, repent and be baptized. Because now in the Old Testament, and the Old Covenant. No offense, but you don't know who Marcus has debated. Well, yeah, yeah I do. It's public information. It's online. <laughs> now, his offline debates, sure. Which, I don't think he puts himself in those situations, but... I'm speaking of his online material, obviously. People are always asking me about this. They say, hey, the thief on the cross, he wasn't. Guys, listen to this. Listen to what, what he says people in the Old Testament were saved by. You ready? As a matter of fact, uh, think about it. What would you say people in the Old Testament were saved by? I'm, I'm curious to what you guys would say. Um... You know, what, what people, what, how were people saved in the Old Testament? Hopefully I've given you enough time um, to answer because I would say the same way they're saved in the New Testament by grace alone, through faith alone in Christ alone. <sighs> Anyways, let's, let's hear his answer of how people in the Old Testament were saved. Baptized, he didn't speak in tongues. Yeah, the thief on the cross was under the old covenant where which their salvation was based on the sacrificing of animals. Bro, 
What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? He literally just said people in the old covenant were saved by sacrifice of animals. Let's let's let's, let's hear this. Hear this. I, I I'm not adding to him. Hey, the thief on the cross, he wasn't baptized. He didn't speak in tongues. Yeah, the thief on the cross was under the old covenant where which their salvation was based on the sacrificing of animals. Their salvation was based on the sacrifice of animals is what Marcus Rogers just sat up here and told people. What does that mean? That means the gospel changed in the Old Testament from the New Testament. But there's only one gospel. We don't have two gospels. What does the Bible say? What, what, what does the Bible say? Um, that the shedding of blood and bulls of goats didn't save anybody. Matter of fact, let me get that verse. I believe it's in Hebrews 10. Yeah. Hebrews 10, verse 4. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. It's always been by Christ. Abraham, yes, sister. Abraham was credited righteousness through faith. Not the not the righteousness through the blood of bulls and goats. Yeah, he just threw away the whole book of Hebrews. That's a large argument. That's a large argument. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, works base. He pretty much said it. Yes. He's pretty much saying in the old covenant it was by works. Yeah, Romans 4, fam. You are you are you are disqualified. How do you get something that simple wrong? Abraham was saved by, by faith. He was credited righteousness apart from his works. Romans 4. But everything he teaches is Bible. The high priest. And so Jesus was the lamb. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Let me explain this. What were the, 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 the sacrifice in the old covenant for then? Okay. Um, the, these, they were to point to the lamb. They were typological. They were typological. And they pointed to the true lamb. Just like all the prophets pointed to the true prophet. What is, what is Moses or David truly about? It points to the true and greater, better David. I mean, read the book of Hebrews, man. He'll flesh that out. But I know, I know. I'm a Pharisee. So when Jesus looks over at the thief on the cross and he says, hey, remember the meet, we meet this day. What Let me say this. Here's my thing. If Marcus is false as y'all claim, he could very well be. Well, he is. Then his fruits will be obvious. His ministry will not stand the test of time. Well, um, he is. It is obvious. It is obvious. He teaches false doctrine. And even Satan comes as an angel of light, appearing to be good. She says, can you shout out Johnny and Priscilla? Much appreciated that you answer our questions. Well, shout out to Johnny and Priscilla. Jesus with the sacrifice. And that's why he was saved. That's why when you come to Acts 2, 
in John 3 and Acts 10 and Acts 19, they're not preaching, hey, you got to kill animals to be saved. They're saying repent. Because it never was by that way. And be baptized. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You must be born again. All right. And then we already established that for those of you who came late. You said, well, being saved is through faith alone. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Line upon line, precept upon precept. So my faith is based on the scripture. So when I see what is in the word of God, if it's real faith, uh, faith without works is dead. So real faith is going to produce works. I'm going to do what the Bible says. So you see that? He rejects the doctrine of faith alone. Right? He rejects the doctrine of faith alone. So, uh, yeah, someone's saying, hey, to the issue of, well, if it's of God, it'll fail, right? The Gamaliel, right? I like what uh, Randy McFoy says. He said, that's not true. All other religions are false, and they've been here for years. That's right. There's many false teachers that have been, false teachings that have been around for thousands of years. So that can't be a test of how you understand a ministry is legit. Test it by the word of God. Come on now. I mean... I, I don't know, man. I, I think this is a simple point. Tested by the word of God. Where does the Bible say, hey, if it's been around for a long time, then it's of God? Never. Water baptism is a law, therefore it cannot forgive sin. All right, so here's an... All right, so I'm getting ready to address Acts 2.38, okay? Because this is Marcus Rogers' favorite verse. Because he says, um, he says, hey, look, if you... uh." Repent and then get baptized, dip in some water, then you'll be saved. He adds baptism to the gospel. We're going to address that. But let's first hear his argument. Example, right? Let's pull this up. I'm just going to give you an example. This is why you have to study the Bible for yourself. This guy just made this comment, and I want to show you. I, I don't know how people don't see this, all right? It's so obvious. Like, I'm the kind of person I believe the Bible literally. So if I see it in the scripture... That's what I take it for. So he just said, let's go back. Let's read his comment. All right. And I'm going to show you why you got to study the Bible for yourself. He said, water baptism is law. Therefore, he uh, it does not forgive sin. Now, the guy is actually right. Because the Bible commands us to get baptized. Right. It is a law to do. It is a command of God. And you should get baptized. But the issue is the baptism is not a saving means. But we'll address that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I got to play that. I got to play that. Uh, hold on. Marcus Rogers is a... <laughs> nah. Hey, uh, Milton, how about you email me? Email me, the, email me that question, okay? Uh, my email is in the description below if you want to. Uh. Acts 238. Peter said unto them, repent. If you repent, that's confession. You're confessing Jesus is Lord. You wouldn't repent if you didn't, uh, you wouldn't repent if you didn't believe this guy. Actually, repentance is, you know, Greek word metanoia, which means literally change your mind. I mean, so, so yeah. Be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for what? The remission of sins. What does that mean, the remission of sins? Think about that for a second. Remission, that word means the cancellation of debt 
charge or penalty. So when I tell people, yes, water baptism is part of the salvation process, Peter literally... So you hear that? Water baptism is a part of the salvation process. Right? You hear that? So you have to get saved for the process to get saved. See, this is a false gospel. He adds baptism to the gospel. And we're going to bring out some more text, but... Um, preaches, be baptized for the remission of sins, the washing away of sins. Now, the gospel message, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me address this Acts 2.38 text. Yeah, 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 right, Ricky. Salvation process. There is no steps in the gospel to get saved. The gospel is the gospel. So let me let me let me address this Acts 238, because this is his text, man. He thinks he's got a slam dunk here. But I'm gonna go to the Greek. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I'm bring up some Greek arguments. Okay. Let's see, which one do I want to use? Uh uh all right so there are a couple ways of handling uh the ice uh in this passage and ice just means like um what do i have it here up at sorry y'all should have been more prepared um hold on sorry everyone so it means like two into uh, unto, in, towards, for. So that's what ice means. And so there are different ways to take that word in Acts 2.38. Um, and it's possible. I, I, I'm not going to bore you with all the Greek constructions. I'll, I'll just get to the, the point, right? I'll get to the point because I don't want to be called a Pharisee for using Greek. <laughs> so I'll just get to the point. Because of the, and so, well, let me explain this part. In Greek, you have something you have what's in Greek case endings. Now, case endings are very huge in Greek and, and more Semitic uh, uh, languages. Um, it's not so big in English. And so it's hard for us to understand this case endings and things like this. And so whenever you would want to connect a word with a verb or things like that, um, you, you will use a case ending that is similar. And so that's actually what you have here in Acts 2.38. And so... Actually, repentance is actually what's connected to the forgiveness of sins in in the Greek, not the baptism. The ba baptism is in the passive and repentance. Repent is in the uh, the active command. And so if you want to just get to what I'm what I'm trying to say, literally, the verse should read like this because of the case endings and things like that. Repent for the forgiveness of sins and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And someone's like, well, you're changing it. Well, this is actually now the NLT, funny enough, actually, I believe, gets this right. It says each of you must repent for your sins and turn to God. Hold on, wait, is it NLT? No, it's not the NLT. I forgot which translation actually gets it right. But the point is, um, it's connected the repentance is actually connected with the forgiveness of sins and not the, the being baptized. Now, I know Marcus Rogers will dismiss everything, dismiss everything I just said, 
right? Because he doesn't like the Greek and Hebrew, even though he has a Greek Hebrew interlinear right over there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And let, let me provide some more context, some more arguments for why baptism is not connected uh, to salvation, the process of salvation. Here's the reason why. Let me get some other verses. If the gospel, if baptism is part of the gospel, is part of that salvation plan, you would have to conclude Paul is a false teacher. Why do I say that? Well, let me share my screen. Acts uh, chapter 1. No, 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 not chapter 1. Uh, chapter, what, what, oh, 1 Corinthians, sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Wait, is it chapter 1? Yeah, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, sorry. He says, the Apostle Paul says, and right, this is over the divisions in the church, right? Arguing over fallen Paul, Cephas. Uh, verse 14, he, Paul says, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. Verse 16, I did also, I did baptize also the house of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. Here's a verse. Here's an important verse. Verse 17, for Christ did not send me to baptize. Wait a minute, Paul. If the gospel is part of so the salvation process, process, yes, he did. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Here's what that means. The gospel is not part of the, the, or baptism is not part of the gospel process or salvation process. And not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be empty of his power. So, so for the apostle Paul, he only recognized that the cross of Christ is the instrumental uh ingredient so to speak to use marcus rogers or a process of the gospel not any other work except the work of christ and what he did right you may say okay that's not strong enough okay well let me give you some more let me give you some more look at this first corinthians 15 right paul says now I remind you brothers of the gospel preach to i preach to you okay good remind us you know we need to be reminded People say, I, I, I just repeat the same things. Hey, Paul's like, I got to remind y'all. <laughs> All right. Of the gospel I preach to you, which you received and which you stand and which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. Verse three. Here's the gospel. Someone says, Paul was baptized. Why would he contradict himself? That's not the argument. The argument is, is baptism necessary for salvation? Not should you get baptized. If the argument is should you get baptized, yes, of course. But the, argue, the, the, the topic we're discussing is baptism um, essential for salvation, which it is not. Is baptism part of the gospel? It's not. What Bible do you read? I prefer the uh, NASB or the ESV. But uh, verse 3, right? What? What? What Paul does not mention, for I delivered to you as an first importance, which I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Then he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Notice in here where gospel or sorry, where, where the gospel is being, uh, you know, reminded to you that baptism isn't in it. 
if baptism is necessary to be saved, then Paul left out the go- left out the gospel. Sounds like a cop out move not to get baptized. I I literally just said you should get baptized. <laughs> I, I I don't. You're not listening to me. I believe you need water baptism and faith to be saved. Well, the Bible says we're saved by faith apart from work. So you have a different gospel. So. So, yes, the Bible is very clear. You know, I could bring up texts like uh, Romans 3:28, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8. Uh, numerous texts that says we're saved by faith apart from our works. Romans 4, which says we're saved by faith apart from any work we do. Apart from any work we do. Right? Do you believe that? Sounds like a Democrat that wants everything easy. (laughs) All right. You're not responding to me, so I don't know what to really tell you. So let's get... Yeah, so that that's the that's the just of Marcus Rogers video. Right? He he goes on from there and talks some other stuff, but yeah, he addressed me, but yeah, he don't want a conversation with me. That's fine. He doesn't have to. I think it would be good. I think debates are are fruitful. I think they're useful. Cuz what do they demonstrate? They demonstrate um that once one one of the sides or maybe even both are um not handling the text properly. Mano said, how does that work? That's a commandment. Yes. That's what a work is. <laughs> a commandment. It's a good work, but a work nevertheless. A work, ergon, in the Greek, means a action or deed. And so, yeah. So, yeah, we're justified by faith apart from our works. Apart from any obedience on our behalf. The Bible literally teaches this. It literally, it literally teaches this. I mean, it's it's not difficult. But I get it. Works righteousness, you know, right? We 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 all want to pull ourselves by our bootstraps, and I'll 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 do it, right? No, the gospel is you don't work. Christ worked on our behalf. You failed miserably. There's nothing you can do to obtain your salvation or keep your salvation except. Trust in the one who is able to keep us, sustain us, right? We are saved by faith alone. However, baptism is a commandment from God. Arguing about this is fruitless. No, it's not fruitless. The Judaizers were right that circumcision was a commandment from God in the old covenant. But what they did is said, you have to be circumcised to be saved. That is false. It's not a fruitless debate. If you add anything to the gospel, you have a false gospel. And that's not a fruitless debate. We must defend God's word. Matter of fact, that's what the Bible tells us. That's what apologetics means. An apologia to the defense. It's not fruitless when false teachers come around distorting the gospel, Galatians 1. Preaching another Christ, preaching another gospel, which there is no other gospel or other Christ. There's only one. And say, hey, this is how you get saved. It's not fruitless. Salvation is literally at stake. If you preach a false gospel, no one will be saved by it. False gospels do not save. False Christ do not save. False gods do not save. This isn't fruitless. 
This is this is essential to our to our 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 our, our belief. Right? You have another gospel? You don't have the true faith. You don't have the faith of Christ. You don't have the faith that he handled hand handed down. This is this is important stuff. Not just oh this is just uh intellectual debates or theological debates. No. We have to be serious about it. Serious cuz why, why why do we have to be serious? Cuz I'm telling you to be? No, absolutely not. I'm no one's authority. We have to be serious cuz the Bible tells us to be. Let me Sorry, I'm Sorry, let me let me one more verse. One more verse. To show that it's not silly. This is not just a silly argument. <sighs> let me uh share my screen. <clears throat> this isn't this isn't just silly. Right? This isn't silly stuff that I'm just Oh, well that's just something you like to talk about. Well, what, is, what, is, what does Paul say? What does the Bible say, more importantly? I am astonished that you are, Galatians 1, verse 6. I am astonished you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. Wow, it sounds like what I'm saying. Not that there is another one. There is no other gospel, right? But there are some who trouble you. You, you know that, guys? That there are some out there who trouble you by presenting you a, a false gospel. Right? There are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. Wow. Paul's saying, look, this is so serious. If, if the apostles or the angels from heaven preach to you a false gospel, they're accursed. Meaning, or I, I like some say, they're an anathema. There, you are cursed from God if you preach a false gospel. Verse 9, as we have said before, so now I say again, Paul's like, <clears throat> let me repeat myself. <laughs> right? Let me repeat myself because it's so important. If anyone, guess what? Anybody, that's Marcus Rogers included, that's me, is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, and that's received through the scriptures, that's how we receive truth from God. Let him be accursed. You're accursed if you have a false gospel. We, we become so shy, so, so um, ashamed about what the gospel is to where someone can preach a false gospel and we're like, who am I to judge? I, I, I don't know. Maybe God will accept them. I, yeah, it's false. It's not true. But you can add a little works to the gospel and still be saved. No, do not be ashamed of what God has said. You preach a false gospel, cannot be saved. Get baptized, but baptism is not a part of the gospel. You add anything other than Christ to the gospel, right? Because he is the essential part of the gospel, his work. You, you, you have a false gospel. You tell someone, hey, in order to be saved, you need to follow my ministry. False gospel. In order to be saved, you have to do 30 push-ups a year, right? False gospel. In order to be saved, 
You need to speak in tongues. False gospel. False gospel. A man without works is dead. The Bible says you can have faith, but if you have no works, you are dead. That's true. But those works do not contribute to any part of the gospel. Again, this is why we reject Roman Catholicism, because they add works to the gospel. If you're going to just if you're going to just say, hey, works add to the gospel, that's fine. Roman Catholics are good then. Mormons are good. Jehovah's Witnesses are good then. Essentially, there is no false gospel. Guys, we got to be passionate because people are, look, if you confuse sanctification with justification, you will be doomed. You will be doomed. You got to know the difference between sanctification and justification. Justification, faith alone, right? Sanctification produces those works, but those works will never justify us. Guess why? You're still, at the end of the day, you still sin in various ways. You need perfect, spotless righteousness to get into heaven. Does that come from your works? Does it come from your works? I said one more verse. Sorry. I didn't know the Lord was going to give me another one. <laughs> what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Faith alone. And he got the righteousness of God. See, that's that's totally different than what Marcus Rogers teach. That's totally different than what a lot of these false teachers teach. And that many people are confused about. Verse four, now to the one who works, his wages are counted as a gift. Or sorry, are not counted as gift, but as is due. So, so listen to this. If you could be saved by faith and works, it wouldn't be grace. It would be what you earned. Verse five, and to the one, listen to this, because this is important. To the one who does not work, does not work. You want to know how to get saved? I can tell you, don't work. Don't work for it. Don't work for it. To the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So again, Bible's very clear. No works involved in justification. No works involved. You know what? You know who, who didn't understand texts like Romans 4 or 5? Joseph Smith. He did not understand how uh, righteousness can be given to the one who does not work. And so he, he, he removed the word not. And he said to the one does, who does work. You get the gospel wrong. You get a false gospel. You get no righteousness. You want to be the blessed man like David? Verse seven and eight, you want to be the blessed man? Don't work for it. Don't work for it. Absolutely. Works are part of sanctification, not justification. That's right. I get fired up about the gospel, man, because there's so many false gospels out there. 
So many. And a go false gospel cannot save you. False gospels do not save. And so, this is important stuff. This is important stuff. Not something to just dismiss. Not something just blow over and, oh, well, you're just being a Pharisee if you care about the true gospel. No. Lives are at stake. People go into hell for false gospels. You know that, right? I know Marcus Rogers is passionate. Got a lot of zeal. But he preaches a false gospel. He preaches a false Christ. I'd be willing to defend that if you'd like to have a conversation. I would I will be more than willing to defend that. So. So, yeah, hope, hopefully you guys enjoy this video. I'm actually going to go live tomorrow as well. Going to go live tomorrow as well. Right. Um, Because Marcus Rogers has invented a new word. You know, the people who watch him and critique him are now being called monitoring spirits. And God gave it to him. No one's perfect, but you need the perfect gospel. A false gospel won't save. So we can't make excuses for a false teacher. So yeah, Marcus Rogers says, hey, anybody critiques him, right? They got a monitoring spirit and you're demon possessed. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh. You're demon possessed, according to Marcus Rogers, if you if you critique him. And so we will be dealing with that again. I will be arguing uh, this Saturday. I'll post a video um, about can you lose your salvation? Is salvation eternally secure? And so got some things to do tonight or today or whatever it is, uh, you know, um, and so. Look, don't make don't make excuses for false teacher. He has a few flaws, but he's learning. God will correct him. Just pray for him, bro. I'll pray for him and I'll also correct him. I mean, this is what the apostles did. did. They just say, hey, we're just going to pray for the Pharisees. We're not going to be confrontational. I mean, we're all learning at our own rate. No, if you have a look, can we believe the Bible? Seriously, Galatians one, if someone preaches a false gospel, they they're a curse do you believe that ask yourself do you believe that that if someone preaches a false gospel that they're a curse do you believe that if they add to the gospel god we got to believe the bible pragmatism has influenced so many people postmodernism has influenced so many people you must believe the bible if you're going to claim to be a christian don't believe half of God's word. I need all of it. I need that full counsel. So many of people are influenced by pragmatism. Challenge yourself. Do I believe this? When you read the Bible, do I believe this? Do I actually believe what the Bible is teaching here? Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know what the Bible says to who is ashamed of him. You ashamed of him? He'll be ashamed of you. Something to think about, right? Think about it. Hope you guys enjoy this video. About to get off. We'll be alive tomorrow. Same time, same place.
So hopefully you'll be there as well. Make matter of fact, go in, go and like that video already. Click the notification so you'll be ready for it. Um, a couple things, guys. I have a website. Didn't, hope you didn't know that. I'm, I'm uh, I got a website. Let me let me put it on the screen here. Cause uh, my wife's like, you're terrible at promoting yourself. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm I don't really like doing it. Um, Kateuptrue.com. All right. <clears throat> Kateuptrue.com. Some of y'all don't even know I do music. Like, see, this is how this is how bad of a promoter I am. <laughs> this is how bad of uh like. The intro song is my music. Some half the people are like, "Man, that song is nice. That's a pretty good song you put in." I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." They're like, "What?" <laughs> yes, I do music. Check me out on Spotify. Check me out kateuptrue.com. Uh, get yourself a shirt. I'm standing up for the lives of those who uh, who are being murdered in the womb. A, a, a modern Holocaust today. Get you a shirt kateuptrue.com. Uh, support uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And stand up for those who cannot speak. So, thank you guys for watching. Till the next time, y'all know how we do it here at All Things Theology. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Hey, grace and peace, y'all. Till the next time. Grace and peace.